0: Grace, mercy, and peace, they're yours. From God our Father through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Your brothers and sisters in Christ. We tend to want to fit in, go with the flow, not ruffle any feathers or disturb the waters to keep the peace. And that's not a bad trait or quality. But there are times where God asks us and wants us, His will for us is to stand apart. Might not always be popular or accepted, but God wants us to stand apart. And in doing so, it's going to bring blessing to us, even though we might not see it right away, but it brings blessings to us, and it also is a wonderful testimony to the world about God and his love for humankind. Today is one of those times where he asks us to stand apart. He speaks to us through the words of the Apostle Paul in Ephesians chapter 5. And he tells each and every one of us to submit to one another out of reverence for Christ, to submit. Now, that can have good connotations, bad connotations, and connotations we're not sure how we feel about, right? Um, So submit, we do it every day. In one sense, the term we do it every day. If you go to work and you work for someone, you're submitting to their will and their authority um, when you're at the job. If you enter the military, you quickly find out you're submitting to someone else's authority or commands or decrees. Uh, We do this every day. But for the Christian, especially, submission takes on this, not a forced submission, but it's a willing submission that you place yourself under the needs of your neighbor. Jesus said it this way in Mark chapter 10, kind of strikingly. He called them together and said, You know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. And said, whoever wants to be great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And so our model in submission to our neighbor is what Christ did. He gave himself up and served. He had all the power and authority. He's true God in the flesh, but he chose to serve, not to lord it over us. But to serve the need of his neighbor. Paul makes application to the Christian household, and he speaks to wives. He says, "Wives, submit to your husbands as submit to yourselves. Submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body, of which he is the Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Wives, you serve the Lord well when you submit." to your husbands. Is this countercultural? I think a little bit, right? Maybe? A lot bit, if that's a word? Um, but yeah, you, you serve the Lord well when you submit yourselves to your husband and you see them as your head. Now, in doing this, you're, not saying, you're definitely not saying you are a doormat or um, an object or a possession or a defenseless target for abuse. No, none of that has any place in God's kingdom but you're submitting to your husband as to your head. And as the the head of the body kind of tells the body in a way what to do, but always in caring for the body, uh, this is what the the wife does caring for that head, supporting that head, and working with that head to do what the head is kind of wanting to do, I guess. I shouldn't say I guess when preaching, but... This submission is a willing submission, and your model, to explain it even better, is what Paul says, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands and everything. Wives is, as you respect and follow your husbands as the church follows, looks to, supports, loves, respects Christ, you stand apart in this society. You stand apart among your friends and even relatives, and you are a wonderful and beautiful picture After all, no one ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for their body, just as Christ does the church, for we are members of his body. Husbands, and those who will one day be husbands, um, in a world of Homer Simpsons, Peter Griffiths, and Hank Hills, who go bumbling through life with really no plan and no compass, um, or, or in a world of, of men who seem to try to escape the pressures and realities by heading to the, the fishing shack or the hunting lodge every weekend, or, or hit the bottle, or simply in anger try to dominate. Not you. You, Christian husbands, are different. You stand apart when you willingly love and sacrifice yourself for your wife. You think about that. You know, you could say, it says husbands love your wives. Well, I love soda. I love, well, I love Bucky's gas station if you've ever been to Texas. I love, I think I love the Packers, kind of like the Vikings, somewhere in there. Is that the love we're talking about? We, we just mess up the word love with ascribing it to so many different things in, a, in our English language. But in the love we're talking about, God defines, Paul defines as the love that Christ has for the church. The love that caused Christ to give himself up for her. To what, to what end? To what distance? To what limit? Well, I love you this far and no longer. Well, no. He gave himself up. He gave his life for the church. And so husbands, as you look to model and follow Christ's example and love, you love by giving yourself up wholly, fully for your wife. Placing her of all your human relationships, she is number one. Not the buddies, not the ball field, not even work. It's your wife that God has given you. That, that Adam, as he saw his wife, broke out in poetry. And so you, as you view your wife, you see her as the suitable helper that God has planned just for you. To help you and to, to support you and that's how you treat her, and that's how you take care of her. Your model, as, as Paul says, is your body. How do you treat your body? Like, you usually feed your body good food, especially tasty food, right? Regularly. Um, you care for your body. You protect it, defend it, put on clothes if you're going to go out. And some of you MLC students are freshmen, and you are going to enjoy a Minnesota winter coming up. Some of you, especially from, like, southern states, it's going to be awesome. Just a little bit colder than what you're experiencing outside. Uh, but, but when we go outside, we put appropriate clothing on, we care for our bodies, we do all these things. Um, we feed, we nourish, we protect. And so also, that's your model for how you should look to your wife, husbands, and how you care for them. You protect them, you defend them, uh, you, you want them to look good, just like you want your body to look good. You feed them, you, you care for them, and, and what their needs are, uh, physically, emotionally, spiritually. You bring them to God's house. You you hear what God's will is for them and what God's will is for you, his love and forgiveness. And it's a beautiful picture that God uses for those around you. Christians, as we think about God's command to submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Husbands, as we think of this self-sacrificing love that we are to offer to our wives willingly in each and every moment. Wives, as we think of the submission that God calls us to To our husbands, do we have need to repent? How much have we drank the Kool-Aid of society? What we're reading about, hearing about? Or just the Kool-Aid of our own sinful natures? Think about that. Um, Wives, have you trusted God's plan all the time? And, and look to your husband as your head, supported him, encouraged him? Has, has that voice, your voice, definitely needed that loving, sometimes frank, encouraging and real voice that they need to hear as they lead? Has that been an encouraging voice to, to help them lead, or has it been more critical or simply silent altogether? Do you really trust God's plan that it could ever work? Husbands, have you loved your wife as Christ loved the church? Have you always put her needs before your own? On your wedding day, your heart probably did break out in poetry as you saw her walk down the aisle and how beautiful she is. Do you still view her that way? Are, are words like ball and chain or the old battle axe run through your mind? Because that's not love but you view her as this wonderful gift that God has prepared just for you to support you and help you and that you do then take the lead and you are that head that she needs you to be and you bring her to God's house and you care for her and you make his word and his love a priority in your life and therefore in her life and the lives of the Lord has blessed you with children. Think about this. Have we in general as Christians submitted to one another out of reverence for Christ put others' needs ahead of our own? think you and I all have some repenting to do. And as we think about this, it's kind of scary. Is this even possible? Is this even possible what God directs us to do? His will is clear. Paul doesn't mince words in how he wants this to go for his church, for his people, for you. And no matter where you go, how you live your life, what attitude, because he's going to use it. But are we too flawed? Are we too sinful to even attempt this? Paul doesn't mince words and he doesn't shy away from letting you know that the one who asks you to stand apart and be different is also the one who has set you apart in his love and mercy. Just even as he's going through what God's will is for you, don't don't miss it. What does he say? He says, wives, the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the Savior. Wives, as you think about this and you think of what God asks you to do, remember who you are. You are a child of God. Your Savior is your ultimate head and He, over everything, is looking out for you, watching over all things for you, guiding, directing history so that it works for your benefit. He loves you. He cares for you. And He will be with you and He's your Savior. He gave up His life for you so that your sins are forgiven and so that you have an eternity in heaven and you have His guidance and love every day of your life. So you can submit. You can respect and love in this way willingly And know that it's going to be okay. Because you have your Savior. And husbands, as you take up this work of leading, of being this head, an impossible task, well, listen to what God says. Love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. And that is what God has done for you. You are part of this church that he is washed clean in the waters of your baptism, where with water and the word, God promises that your sins have been washed away and you are made a child of God. You wear Christ's robe of righteousness each and every day so that you can get up and know that his mercies are new every morning. He loves you. He cares for you. He's going to help guide you. And if you're married, if you're a husband, God has given you a suitable helper to help you do this. You don't go through this alone. You have that wonderful woman God has placed at your side, plus you have your you're God watching over you, guiding you, supporting you, and helping you in this. And dear Christians, married or unmarried, wherever you are in life, Paul reminds us of this, for we are members of his body. We all play a valuable part in his kingdom, in his body, and he, the true head, watches over us, guides us, protects us, has cleansed us and made us his own. And he will be with us every step of the way. And you can trust that no matter what he does, Just like you do everything for the good of your body, watch out for it, protect it, care for it, nurture it, so also God is doing that for you. Getting back to marriage, wives, as you submit to your husbands, trust them, respect them, what a beautiful picture you are to the rest of the world of how the church loves, respects, and follows no one else but Christ. And it's a good thing, and God blesses that. Husbands, as you love your wives, as Christ loved the church, as you self-sacrifice, as you put her first and you care for her needs ahead of your own, what a beautiful picture that is to society. That marriage is a gift and that God doesn't leave his church alone, nor does he leave you alone, but he cares for you, he puts you first, and he's done everything for you so that you will be with him for all eternity. What a beautiful picture. Stand apart. Because God and his grace and mercy has set you apart. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Submit and love. Amen.